This podcast is sponsored by our friends at Source Labs, the company dedicated to creating a world of digital confidence. They recently released the 2020 Continuous Testing Benchmark Report, which details the best practices and metrics critical to successful continuous testing. Based on real customer data from more than 3 billion tests run on the Source Labs platform, the Benchmark Report will show you the state of continuous testing today and how organizations worldwide are performing. Welcome to Testers Island Discs, your most musical guide to software testing. My name is Mark Winteringham, and I'll be your castaway companion. Hello, and welcome back to Testers Island Discs. It's episode 36, and for this podcast, I'm joined by uh, Jesper Otterson. Um, Jesper is a test manager. Um, Although he says he manages and leads lots of different testing things at NNIT, um, and he finds himself working with a lot of different domains and uh, different technologies, which we'll definitely find out a little bit about. So, welcome, Jesper. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So it's good to have you here. Um, so we we ended up actually having a brief conversation about this before we started the podcast, but you were actually sharing quite a lot of different sort of interesting domains that you work in. Do you want to share a few of those? Because I think some of them were quite unusual. Yes, definitely. So yeah, as you said, actually I worked in, in IT projects that are very little to do with actual software development. It's uh, the two examples are actually the ones that I'm working on right now. Uh, one of them is implementing a new standard application internally. So we'll have a standard application. We'll try not to customize too much uh, and implement that and add some automation on top of that. So that's really interesting. Another area is a server migration project because that's what we do. The company I work for uh, hosts servers and IT for, for companies uh, across the world. So sometimes we wanna we wanna take over from where they previously had it hosted into our data centers, and so we'll have to juggle how do we move 700 servers and making it transparent to the business where they actually located. So that's some of the projects I'm working for now. The domains are usually sort of enterprise, so it could be windmill factories, it could be electronics, consumer electronics companies, it could be dairy products, dairy product companies that have our, <laughs> our have their IT hosted with us and uh, uh, life science actually, and also healthcare. Uh, I work a little bit in those domains, but, but um, mostly in the enterprise and Danish public sector. So I guess you've got quite a challenge on your hands to switch different contexts quite a lot, you know, ranging from dairy farming to electric windmills and stuff like that. Like, do you find that's like one of the, one of the enjoyable parts of the job is switching contexts and stuff? Yeah, definitely. That's, I figured out that's, that's what I like. Um, um, sort of the, uh, the difference that things can change or things work in different ways. Uh, it's sort of still the same job about uh, managing and leading the testing effort and need figuring out uh, who does what, when and why and how and so forth and so on. 
but that the uh, context changes invigorate me. Uh, I think that's a lot. Uh, well, I think that's quite similar for a lot of testers. And one of the reasons why they enjoy the jobs that they do, because there's all these new and interesting challenges that you can switch through and, you know, have to learn new information and new technologies and learn about, you know, generally how people work in all these different places. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, um, so I, I work where, where we change everything every now and then I change a project, I'll change completely what I'm working at. Uh, you can also do a lot of change and innovation, just being within the same team and, and smallly doing sort of continuous improvement on, on your delivery team. Uh, that takes quite an effort as well, obviously, and to think how can we improve this better next time around. Um, I've, I've been also been doing that, and, and I can see the value sort of in being being within a team for a longer period of time, or we always delivering. Uh, I don't know this this product. Uh, I just prefer to <laughs> to get some new challenges to to get to. Um, work around work out how to test this if there's no uh, book for it no one knows really yet how to test uh, transitioning from a data center to a cloud mm. setup uh, how how to do yeah. that how to do that when there's no best practices yeah. yet yeah it's sort of that sort of like fly by wire on the edge of your seat which can make it quite exciting but also a little bit stressful as well yeah. Indeed. Excellent. Well, yeah, you're here today to share with us your five song picks. Uh, so let's start off with um, song number one. The first song is called Best Day, and it's by one of my favorite bands. It's a Danish band called Car Park North. They mostly do uh, English songs. They also have some Danish songs. This one is, is English, and it's actually about the lyrics. And while reviewing the songs uh, for today, there's, there's a lot of lyrics you need to pay attention to in, in this call, uh, in this podcast. The best day is is really about that you want you are in a situation you just want to be there forever. That's sort of the chorus. Uh, just you won't want simply don't want to let go of the moment of happiness and joy that you're experiencing in a specific moment. So. That's really great, but just, yeah, you're having the best day of life, really, as, as they say. So when when does this happen? Uh, it happens, for instance, at conferences, uh, like Test Pass Home was really an invigorating uh, conference for me, feeling the energy, even though it was online, there were actually most of the trademarks of, of, of being physically present at a conference. So... That's although I picked the song long ago, before Test Pass Home, it's still what I get from participating in the conferences. Sort of, we just just don't want to let go of it. Uh, you get the interactions between people.
so that was best day by Car Park North. Um, so you mentioned Test Bash there, and Test Bash being a best day for your Test Bash home being one of the best days for you. Um, listeners, audience, I did not pay him to say that. Um, I want that to be absolutely <laughs> clear. Um, but I'm I'm always curious to sort of hear people's sort of stories and testimonials about why Test Bash means so much to them um i have my own reasons as well but i'm curious to know like what is it about test bash that you enjoy so much and what do you get out of it well first of all it's sort of a used to be sort of a physical get together get to know the people that you've been chatting with or twittering with or being on the club or on the forums or on the slack with for for a long time, for for years maybe even, and you get a chance to say, oh, that's you. Uh, hey, good to see you. Uh, fine, glad to finally meet. Um, so that's one part of it. But actually, what I also saw uh, recently at the Test Bash Home was just how people just uh, chip in and and share. Uh, you get. Uh, yeah, people involved in the um, in the discussions. Uh, yeah, just sort of a welcome atmosphere that you can come here as you are and and help pitch in. Um, so yeah, like for me, Tasbash, I'd say one of the big things I enjoy is the like connecting with people that you do speak to quite regularly, like online. And the fact is, is that. Yeah, it's a community reflected both in person and online as well. And uh, yeah, just being able to sort of catch up with old friends almost. Um, it's, it's, it's almost weird, like for myself personally, because I always feel like I have like another life outside of my sort of life at home. I have this sort of test bash, testing community life. Do you, do you think it's like similar for yourself? Oh, yes, definitely. I have my physical friends and then I have my online friends in the the testing community. One thing as well for the conferences, sort of the serendipity, the uh, meeting someone or getting a sort of totally strange or idea. Um, Recently, I was chatting to, I think, Tara on, on Slack. We have this sort of virtual coffee you get paired with someone uh, totally different for a month and you get to chat a bit and what are you doing and what are you doing and sort of exchange these uh, small tidbits of all the variations of testing that's going on in the world that really interests me and it intrigues me. I know like serendipity is a great word that really sort of puts across the value of, of not just test bash, but um, conferences in general, you know, you always talk, you always hear people talking about um, the hallway experience and the fact that, you know, the talks are great and the workshops are great, but also being able to connect with people and have those conversations and discover those things as well. Um, is it, like I was looking at Twitter actually the other day and there was a real discussion about how do you, how do you emulate that when you're doing it online because you don't have that face-to-face, which is definitely a, a tricky thing to get right. But the amount of times you do, you end up having those sort of strange conversations where you discover something new when you go down a, a new rabbit hole of research or develop some new skills or, you know, you meet someone and you partner with them and end up working on all sorts of other interesting things. And that, for me, that's 
one of the most valuable things um, for attending any conference, really. And we had, yeah, and we had that sort of at the Tespesh home recently. There were, there were, because there were all these to some different avenues that you could participate sort of in in stream with the live feed. You could do it on Twitter. You could do it in the Slack. You could do it for permanent uh, discussions on, on the forum. I think these the broadness of channels actually helped figuring out what, yeah, uh, to get the serendipity going, but also for a longer term yeah. uh, perspective. That it's not just about here and here, here and now. It's for listening in on it again in a fortnight's time, or when you have time, you can go back to the club and yeah. catch up on the well, talks. We, we... Yeah, and still not, uh, still <laughs> while while sponsored by Tespesh, I'm not getting paid for <laughs> yeah. to say no, this. You're just, you're just getting swag sent instead. No hard cash. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, well, before uh, before I get into any trouble and accusations of bribery, maybe we should uh, move on to your uh, second song pick. So what's song number two? The next song is Left to My Own Devices by Pitch Up Boys. And it's I put it in a long time ago, actually, but it's very relevant these days. Uh, what would you do if you were left to your own devices? What conferences would you attend? Uh, how much... Um, running and physical exercise would you take up to do um, you know you get all these ideas in your head in the daily run of things daily that you oh when I have the time I'll start running I'll attend a lot of conferences I'll write all these papers and so on and and what do you do <laughs> if if you get the time and I know unfortunately a lot of people have getting plenty of time uh, so you almost feel like you have a bad conscience that you're not picking up on all the things you would like to have done um, don't feel bad about it first of all uh, I had a period in my life where I had all the time in the world and I did some I caught up on some things and learned some new things uh, took a class in something totally different which I'm still using uh, today so um, so learn some new things but don't feel bad about it the fight. turn off the TV look at a book pick up the phone fix some food maybe I'll sit up all night and day waiting for the minutes I hear you say So that was Left to My Own Devices by Pet Shop Boys. Um, so he was saying it's about, you know, that that balance of, yeah, you do have some time, um, but it's it, there's, it's not pressure on you to actually achieve anything. But have you, have you set yourself any tasks or any goals or anything that you would like to achieve during this time? Well, I've been full-time at work since it all started just at home so 
have hadn't really had any chance to do something extraordinary. Actually, my, <laughs> my running has declined for some reason, although I should have time for it right again, as we talked about. Um, I was contemplating this song once uh, some time back, and people were saying, well, why don't you just uh, run a marathon? You could do that. It's just a matter of training. Yeah, but actually with my um, personal and family responsibilities, it was actually quite hard to put in to put in the time and effort to be able to run even a half marathon. I ran 14 kilometers once hmm. way back. So I could do it if I wanted to train to it, but sometimes you also have to, not only for yourself, but also towards others, be aware that they might not have the same uh, capabilities or uh, or available time to to put into the effort uh, to you know just to submit talks or why don't you uh, volunteer for this or so so it's also a reminder that not not everyone has the same um, yeah opportunities yeah, absolutely I, like I know for myself like this I have lots of things I would love to do but in between work and having the family at home as well and my wife has a full-time job as well but she did have a full-time job she's now part-time to sort of help us balance things out a lot more but at one point during the start of lockdown for us it was you know it was sort of seven six seven in the morning till 10 at night either childcare or work because you still want to want to do the work and you want to put it in and make sure that um, everything's going all right at work as well as at home. Um, but it does mean that like, yeah, there's this perception sometimes that you've got more time because, oh, you're not commuting or yeah, you're not, you can start earlier or start earlier for work and things like that. But yeah, trying to fit all that stuff in as well. And uh, the talk of the town seems to be, oh, I've just been playing Animal Crossing a lot or cleaning up my cupboard or cleaning the garden. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here in, inside in the sunshine and and sort of working, just working as I would normally do just from yeah. somewhere else. Uh, so be careful about the uh, perceptions yeah. of the capabilities that people can do. That's what this song really reminds me that yeah if you were left to your own devices what would you do but would you really do it in the end i think also another aspect to it as well is um i use this word very shallowly but like the idea sort of like i like to think in my mind like where where is my energy um and really that's just like more like what's my interest at the moment um and i find if i'm not interested in something it requires that extra push that mental push to do something and it's a very different thing when you're doing it for work versus doing it for your own sort of personal interest and i'll even find it like like mentioning animal crossing like i wish i had some time to do some gaming but um, I actually found myself a couple of weeks back with a couple of hours to myself and turned on my console and I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like my, the energy isn't there. The interest isn't there. So rather than sort of pushing myself, it was a case of, well, what do I want to do? And it was just like, I just want to be in a quiet room and read a book for an hour to myself. So just go do that as well. Yeah. And you have to 
listen to your body yeah. on on that one as well. Uh, you can't, your, your mind can't work properly on a on a topic. Uh, I was just trying to rearrange my calendar with my kids getting back to school uh, soon, and it just couldn't mm-hmm. fit into my head. And my girlfriend says, "Don't you need a break? Um, do something else for a bit." Oh yeah, let me uh, play computer for an hour or two and then come back and uh, yep. it, would, it was quickly sorted. Well, that's it, yeah. So it's... And I also find that I'm, I need my, I don't know, bi-weekly or at least frequent fix of just hmm. playing computer for a while, just me and uh, moving around troops in a civilization version <laughs> that's probably very old, but that's the yeah. way it is. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, finding those little spaces where you can it, it's you know it, it's okay to have those points in which you want to blow off steam, and they may not feel like they're being productive or with like fitting into this idea of you have that time to improve yourself, but you're actually probably allowing a lot of information to sort of percolate subconsciously. You're refreshing yourself so that when you actually come to those points where you're you feel that energy you feel that sort of attention towards something new that you want to develop or something you want to explore you actually do it you do it right because you're not sort of pushing yourself with some sort of perception that you have to achieve something even though you don't really want to do it and end up just sort of killing it dead for yourself Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good point to take a pause and uh, talk about song pick number three. So what's what's song number three going to be? Song number three is going to be uh, Police Bells and Church Sirens by a Danish band called Nephew. Don't worry again. I know there is one part of it that's in Danish. Most of it is in English. So, uh, so far, so good. Um, and it's again, it's it's in the lyrics of this one, and this one is 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 uh, fun. It because it plays and pivots with the words. It's not uh, church bells and police sirens. It actually it's the other way around. So I'm struggling with either this one or their other song called "007 Is Going to Die," which is well sort of plays on on words and assumptions. Uh, but in the end, it will be this one. Police bells and church sirens. Why is it that way? Why is it not the other way? That uh, gives a great, and also in, in the lyrics you'll find uh, elements of uh, diversity and giving a different perspective on things. Uh, really like those uh, play with words kind of things. Not not sort of in a dad humor way this way, this in this in these songs, but but anyways, uh, playing and pivoting with uh, traditions and concepts. And I'm a fan of yellow noise and silent shouts.
So that was Police Bells and Church Sirens by Nephew. And I'm going to share all of the lyrics to all of these songs um, in the show notes, because as you said, you know, the, the lyrics are what stand out for you for each of these tracks and you find interesting meanings and sort of connections to what you do daily with these lyrics. So I, you kind of already touched on that a little bit with this track, but what is it about this song that really kind of appeals to you and like connects with sort of things like testing and you in general, really? Yeah. So even though the, um, this one is a really energetic uh, song, it has some great lyrics, as you said, and it's, uh, it's about sort of putting things in new perspective. Uh, you might have listened to putting it geniuses in, in jail and, and having noble fools or high noises versus silent shouts so sort of triggers a lot of wordplay that you can actually learn from and sort of why are we actually doing this why are we calling things the things we're calling it why it's not the other way around um so is it kind of like is it like that sort of idea and, where you have like phrases like military intelligence <laughs> and then is it is it that sort of wordplay? Yeah, yeah. It could also just be. I mean, why are why are the uh, why is it called an integration test? What's the integration? Um, where and what and what is an end-to-end test? On what level? Uh, you have to define obviously things and terms in your context. So that's that's one of the angles that it can remind you of, but also that it's just. It's just words. It's a tradition that we have made up in some point in time. Uh, I was contemplating this once because my my kids didn't want to use uh, eat the uh, usual traditional Christmas dinner for Christmas some years back. So, I mean, why did we do it then? We should have something that we want for a party. So tradition it reminded me that tradition is is really a choice. You can obviously still carry on tradition but you need to consider why do you carry it on um why do we always call it the things we call it let's call it something else mm. uh, let's do something else um so that the yeah the inspiration to this is i think is is in the song so it's it's about sort of challenging those assumptions um in the in the ideals that we have yeah being the tester on the word yeah so it's but it's not just in terms mm -hmm. not just testing other people's assumptions but also testing your own as well yeah definitely oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I for a long time i wanted to get a sticker like related to that i i wanted to get a sticker of admiral akbar from star wars just shouting it's a trap and i wanted to put it on my laptop and just be a re reminder of everything that i did in testing was leading me down a certain path and that at some point I would have to get off that path or like reflect where I am in this path and try something new and try something different so you don't end up in the way. Yeah. Be aware of uh, your biases and actually is, is in the other one song I mentioned, the 007 is going to die. There's actually a bit about gender diversity in that one. So being aware of your biases can also be helpful. Yeah. I've been... Uh, talking a lot about biases lately i think uh i think a lot of that's about at the moment with uh people's attitudes towards lockdown and social distancing and stuff i think uh we're all getting a uh 
a fundamental education in cognitive biases right now. Definitely. And for the better, I mean, for it, it helps us to get better. Yeah. But yeah, to bring it back to testing, it's, it is being aware of it in others helps you explore different ideas and generate new questions and new ways in which you want to test. But also, yeah, being mindful of what you are doing um, is not just either repeating something that doesn't require repeating or questioning whether what you're doing is the, is the correct thing to solve a problem or to uh, discover some information or something like that. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, end-to-end is definitely one that triggers for me because saying end-to-end testing is like saying how long's a piece of string. Uh, what end to what end? Oh, how long uh, is the uh, uh, shoreline? Yeah, exactly. It's just it's something that cannot be answered. That's why I, I always like the term full-stack testing, which is typically used in the context of end-to-end because it's really more about having everything stood up mm-hmm. rather than this end-to-end because I could yep. end-to-end a method or I could end-to-end the full application. Yeah. So why it's not a full stack test and a uh, end-to-end developer? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Playing That's on the same good. wordplay yeah. as the song has. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, cool. I've never really actually thought about that, but that's, uh, that's a very good point. There are no end-to-end developers. It's a terrible sounding job role. I wouldn't want it. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, I feel that's a good point to maybe move on to song number four. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your fourth song pick? Song number four is uh Tina Dickov, uh, another Danish artist, uh, she's really great. She has made a song called Adam's House. And Adam's House is really a birthday present to our crown, crown prince who turned 50 recently. So she heard the story of him as a young man being at a uni- fancy university in, in the States. And nobody know, knew that he was a crown prince or he was anything special. He was just uh, he was just Frederick Henriksen. He wasn't your royal highness or anything. So she made a song about what it must have been for him to just to to go to a a party at Adam's house, which was apparently a sp- very specific house where he was, and uh, where he could go just as himself, um, forget his titles as his songs sings about. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Come join the masquerade. We'll make our way into this crowd. No one will know. There's more to life than fate. And on a night like this, we're out for somewhere to go. Set our spirits free Let's go to Adam's house Tonight that's where it's sad So that was Adam's House by Tina Um So it's an interesting story. Um, it's very, I think it's one that's used quite a lot actually in like TV shows, this idea of someone of notoriety being anonymous. I think I, I literally was watching a show last night that was kind of sort of <laughs> sort of playing on that idea a little bit as well. But like, what is it about that story that kind of like feeds into 
your ideals and your sort of thoughts around sort of testing and well beyond probably reveals uh, one of my biases coming from Denmark. We have a very low hierarchy uh, society, and actually the company I work for is also fairly low hierarchy. And there's no, there's no, there's not uh, the barriers to to entry into uh, parties or whatever uh, as others might have. So, but this, yeah, this sort of, this song really puts this into a, a point that uh, you can come as you are, there's no barriers to this. And actually it reminds me a bit of what we talked about previously with Testbash and uh, the Ministry of Testing Forums and clubs and meetups is slow barriers you don't you don't need to come here with a uh, just come as you are uh you're, you're not presented uh as uh, this and this role or this is this title you're just you um so i really like that uh, with regards to testing it also has some notes in the song lyrics about if you want to go fast you want to go you should go alone but if you want to go long you should go together. So it's also about sort of the togetherness. We can make it in the longer run. And do you think that, um, like talking about that, that idea of sort of a, a flat culture or not having that hierarchy? Do you think? Do you see that as like a benefit, or is it a case of there's some good, there's some bad, or probably is some some bad things and a little yeah. structured wouldn't hurt either. Totally flat would probably be it. A challenge as well. Uh, some have been successful. Some some models, uh, but yeah, um, having low low uh, low hierarchy definitely helps. And what we see also with the uh, with the DevOps culture and uh, Accelerate book is that it can actually prove in it can be proved to make a difference not only for the people with the employee satisfaction but also for the company as a whole to adopt these practices how do you see it like how does it manifest or like, how does it manifest for you in your team like we get to sort of decide uh, on our own um have the uh, autonomy um the daniel pink the drive book what was that he had three Autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Yes, that's a fantastic book as well. Uh, Drive. I'll definitely put a link to that at the bottom. I recently finished that myself. Yeah, I think the first about half was good, and then it got kind of dull. But uh, as I remember, <laughs> it. but uh, yeah, worth worth a read at least for the half first half part about uh, motivation. Yeah, because I think uh, a lot of the second half was sort of how to apply the model in certain contexts and stuff like that. But I really liked, um, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier um, with the opportunities for learning and stuff. It's that, that idea of flow and understanding what in life helps you get into flow and like how that works for you and what you can get out of it. And you can't, you can't necessarily... Um rush innovation or rush new ideas not even by paying it more money you can't get the ideas you really want to get to yeah uh, and that's a, a lot of the things i i put into my uh, my work is i have to motivate people without motivating them with money i have no budget i mean 
no no money for to spend on motivating people i need to to uh, work on the uh, uh in, intrinsic motivation come help me with this project i need your knowledge uh i'm aware you're not usually a tester but if you could do this and this then we'll work on the rest later on and that's yeah that's a it's an interesting part about leading as well is being able to understand the people that you're leading and because not everyone's going to be the same in terms of what motivates them or what gets them into flow or what their again you know their energies their focus may be very different from one another so i imagine there's there's a lot of work on yourself to actually to be able to work out yeah what their focus is who they are and how you can work with them to achieve awesome stuff but also not do it in a way that's like exploiting them as well yeah so i'm working both uh, with sort of infrastructure specialist people who have a Microsoft uh, Windows uh, super advanced server certificate uh, on one side, and then working with uh, healthcare professionals or nurses, or um, as we talked about in one of the songs, uh, sort of frontline people, people that's actually out on the floor doing some work. And how how do and actually at one point in time I realized it's actually sort of the same things I need to do to motivate them to join my my testing activities is perhaps if I considered them volunteers hmm. I could play into some of my knowledge from my volunteer work from my scout work or whatever we could call it in this context uh, how do we mot- motivate people when they're volunteering to do that. Obviously it helps that they're volunteering. Yeah. Then they're (laughs) at least partly invested in the idea of doing some things. And and perhaps sometimes you just have to go with, okay, these are the people who volunteered to do it. Then we are all the people we need. Let's not wait for someone else to find time to prioritize this. Mm. Yeah, taking taking charge. Taking charge, having that, saying, like say, having that autonomy and moving having, forward. Having the, the buy-in from, from the people around the table, is, I'd rather have that than having to uh, jump out in the organization and have, okay, if you don't come to my test tomorrow, I'll tell your manager. And that usually just backfires. Yeah, yeah, absolutely does. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah, I'm definitely uh, put a link to that book in there because uh, I found it immensely useful, and you got a bit out of it from the first half. So, uh, we'll, uh, I hope people enjoy that. Um, although I suspect that's not going to be your book that you're going to be taking to the island. Oh no. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, well, speaking about the book, before we do that, uh, we should talk about your final song pick. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about song number five? So the uh, 3M Eternal by the KLF is just uh, one from my youth, from my uh, yeah young days getting started passing. And, and uh, I realized at some point in time, I didn't even have it on my iTunes. So I had to rummage out and get sort of a, a <laughs> um, what do you call it? So another band who'd sort of made it afterwards to make sure that it's even out there to get it. So let's see if we can find it on Spotify to put it on the playlist. But um, yeah, definitely. It's just an energizer. Put that one on and I'll just uh, 
if it's in a dance setting, I'll get on the dance floor right away. No, just drop the drink and go there. Um, if it's it's also good for just getting stuff done on the keyboard. That was 3AM Eternal by the KLF. So, uh, Jesper, it's been great having you on and um, talking about a lot of disparate things, but how they all sort of, you know, connect together, these ideas of diversity and leadership and biases and, and that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's been great talking with you. Um, but before we wrap up, um, we always let uh, everyone on the island bring one book with them. Uh, so what's your book going to be? My book would be The uh, Red Storm Rising. So it's uh, made by uh, Tom Clancy, uh, mostly famous for the movies Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, and Some of All Fears, the Jack Ryan series. I think there's like eight or ten huge, huge books uh, that really digs into it. Uh, even better that the movies will ever be, but that's no news. Um <laughs> Red Storm Rising is sort of a modern World War Three scenario, and it's it's a page turner that I've been reading a couple of times. I think it's it's one of the few uh, fiction novels that I actually still have in hard copy. But it's good to um, just take myth with and just dig into into it, sort of being a a safe page turner. Uh, uh, environment story to yeah to divulge in well uh, forget everything and just read it well i'd say that uh if there's ever a book to read on a beach it's a tom clancy book yeah and i'm fairly sure the island will have beaches um otherwise why would oh, you want to go on the, the island in the first it's place? the wrong island then yeah exactly there's no beaches <laughs> brilliant okay well um once again thank you for uh being on the podcast um uh, are there any ways that people can get in touch with you um, or any ways in which you're sort of sharing stuff at the moment? Yes. So I'm, I'm on Twitter all the time. <laughs> well, in between meetings and just before meeting or just after meeting, sort of just uh, instead of reading the news because the news are boring anyway. So let's read some, some interesting stuff anyway. So there'll be a, a link to my Twitter profile, link to my blog as well, a blog occasionally once a month uh, maybe a bit longer in between but always uh, things where I reflect on the approaches I take at work or or whatever I learn yeah so go ahead and, and read that one up and and catch me yeah I'll drop those in the notes and it, it seems like a weird thing to be asking people at the moment but um, do you have anything upcoming this year um any plans around? In I have some space? opportunities for some online things in the fall. So let's see how that plays out. Excellent. Well, yeah, keep an eye on those. 
that's it for this podcast. Um, if you want to uh, check out any of these tracks, um, as long as they're on Spotify, which it seems our guests are increasingly trying to find stuff that's not on Spotify, uh, but you can find um, all of the tracks on our Spotify playlist, which is shared in the notes. And um, Jesper's book, Red Storm Rising, will be added to our list of Goodreads as well. Um, so thank you again, Jesper, for having us on. Uh, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Jesper. Goodbye, everyone. Test Design and Discs is brought to you by Ministry of Testing. Written and produced by Mark Winteringham. Created by Neil Studd. Theme music by Green Day. Follow us on Twitter at Testers Island. This podcast was sponsored by our friends at Source Labs, the company dedicated to creating a world of digital confidence.